Hey guys, welcome to Big Church Online. We are so excited that you've joined us today. If you're looking for any sermons or words of encouragement, you've come to the right place. While you're here, please subscribe, like, comment, share. That way you can stay up to date and help others find it as well. Now, let's get this week's sermon in progress. So glad that you guys are here. Merry Christmas, Big Church. I love this time of year. I love it because there's so much expectation in the air, right? Some of these kids and some of you adults are expecting a certain gift. Um, and as a G and as a parent, I know it gives you a lot of joy to be able to be the one to give that, right? And some people are expecting a great time gathering with family. The laughs, the memories, the fun times together. And some of us are expecting a new start for the new year. There's something so powerful about expectation, right? And one thing I can assure you of this morning is you get exactly what you expect. Have you ever met someone that is just like so positive and has great expectations, always speaking life over their goals, their situations, just speaking life everywhere you go? You know one of those people? Yeah, I know several of those people. And isn't it refreshing? On the other hand, have you ever met someone who's always expecting the worst, always speaking death, always being negative, always believing nothing good can happen to them. Yeah, we know them too. And I'll let you know that it sucks the life out of them, but it sucks the life out of you too. You know? And um, just a little news for you. You become like the five people you spend the most time with. So choose wisely. I want to preach a message today titled, Make Room for What You Are Expecting. Can we pray? Father, we come to you today thanking you that we were expecting the greatest gift that could ever be given, and that was your son, Jesus. We thank you for that gift today. Lord, I pray over every single person, over every single heart that's in the room and that will watch this some other time on YouTube. Help us to make room for all of the greatness that you have for us. Let us make room to expect. In Jesus' name, amen. We're jumping right in with scripture. If you are a Bible bringer, do I have any of those in the house? You bring your Bible, hey, it can be, it can be on your iPhone. That's what I use. Um, but let's turn to Luke 1, and I want to read verses 26 through 35. In the sixth month, of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged 
operative word, to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David, Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored one woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby, so the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. Now skip down to verse 38. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you said about me come true. And the angel left her. Mary, a young girl of probably 12 or 13, was expecting a baby. And it wasn't just any old baby, a baby like we had. She was expecting the Savior of the world. And much that surrounded Mary's obedience to God was inconvenient. Can you imagine the wait? Can you imagine the whispers? Can you imagine the judgment and the things being said behind her back? I can just hear it. Can you believe that little Mary girl is pregnant and she is not even married yet? She's just engaged. And did you know that it's not even Joseph's baby? Mary truly was such an unexpected choice because of her age and being out of wedlock. But she made room for the purpose she was given. She made room for what she was expecting. As Christmas and the new year is upon us, you may find yourself feeling hopeful and expecting a change for the better. Come on. Come on, somebody. Are we expecting something more? Well, I need to tell you, you still have to make room for what you're expecting. You can't want it and wish it and not make room for that. The one Mary was expecting would save and change the world. She was chosen for a great purpose, but so are you. And I know some of you are like going, who, me? I'm chosen for a purpose. You may be feeling like Mary, the least likely person to be chosen. You may feel like you've messed up way too much in the past. I don't have anything to bring. But God doesn't think that about you at all. God isn't mad at you. He is 
madly in love with you and will continue to chase you down and pursue you until you accept the gift of eternal life. Your purpose is not birthing the Savior of the world, but it is about birthing something significant in your lifetime. God is just waiting on you. He wants you to step into what he's given you. And it's bigger than you. It's bigger than your desires. Do I have any big thinkers in the house? Like, I have big goals. I have big dreams, right? It's bigger than that. But just like Mary, your purpose will not maybe be celebrated. It may not be convenient. It may not be simple or straightforward. Your purpose will cost you something. So I believe it's time to make room for what you are expecting. And I want to share three points with you this morning on how do we do that. Point number one, you have to get your heart, your mind, and your mouth right. So many people are carrying around unforgiveness that clouds our hearts and it weighs us down. Who do you need to forgive today? Is it your mom? Your dad? A sibling? A friend? A coworker? Maybe it's yourself. Listen. Get yourself into inner healing. We offer that here at Big Church. They're going to help you pray through situations you can't get over. I'm telling you, I should be walking around a very angry person with all that I've gone through in my life. But Jesus set me free and he changed me. And all we have to do is step into it. We have to say, okay, I'm not going to let these same things keep happening to me over and over again. I'm going to take responsibility. I'm going to make room for what I'm expecting. I want healing. I want freedom. I want the best that God has for me. So they will pray with you. They will walk you for through forgiving who you need to forgive, and they will pastor you into freedom. Colossians 3.13 says, make allowance for each other's faults. Thank you, Lord. And forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you 70 times 7. The Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Proverbs 17, 9 says, love prospers when a fault is forgiven. Come on, somebody, but dwelling on it. Come on, somebody, but dwelling on it. Come on, somebody, but dwelling on it. It separates close friends. It separates you from family. It separates you from co-workers. It separates us. It divides. So we must forgive to get our heart right. Then 
There's a next step. We forgive, then we must change our thoughts. Did you know that 80% of our thoughts are negative? And 95% of those thoughts are repetitive. You think the same negative thought over and over and over and over all day long. I found myself there this week. I found myself just, ugh. Philippians 4.8 says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about the things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Quit thinking the worst. Stop it. You might need to look yourself in the mirror and give yourself a little pep talk and point to yourself and say, stop thinking that way right now. I had to do that the other day. I turned on some worship music and I was like, I'm changing my thoughts. I'm going to fix my thoughts on him. The Bible says that it's out of the abundance of our heart that our mouth speaks. So whatever you're speaking tells everybody what's in your heart. And the Bible also says that we have the power of life and death in our tongue. So remember those two different people I was talking about at the beginning? Those life givers or those life suckers? The life givers are speaking life over everything in their life. That's why such good things happen. And those that are speaking death are the ones that are negative. And they're, not, they're getting exactly what they're speaking. I'm here to encourage you and build your faith today. Don't give up no matter how it looks. Today you may find yourself confused. Don't raise your hand, but raise your heart to Jesus. You may find yourself struggling. And you may even be at a place where I'm just ready to give up. Hold on. And start making room for what you're expecting by fixing your heart, your mind, and your mouth. Point number two. You have to read and know the word. And I, I, I know that you're probably sitting here going, oh, yeah, well, we know that. We're coming to church. We know we got to read and know the word. But how many of you are doing it? You know, so when unexpected circumstance happen, because they will, you can speak the word, you can pray the word, you can stand on the word and the promises of God, because his promises are yes and amen. He never goes back on what he promises, but you don't know what he promises unless you know the word. That means you got to be in the word daily. Remember what Pastor Rich said last week? Your success can be found in your daily choices. 
Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between your soul and your spirit, between joint and marrow, and it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. And the Bible also promises us that his word will never return void. Which means when you speak the word over your circumstances, that that it's going to happen. But it may not be in your timing. It's in his timing. So know the word and begin to speak that. Mary had a lot of unexpected things that happened in just a quick little time, right? But let me show you that even though it was unexpected to her, it was no surprise to God. And she held on to his word. Matthew 1, and 23 says, all of this occurred. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look. The virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And you see, Isaiah prophesied that 700 years before the situation met Mary. Isaiah 7:14. Here it is. I'm going to prove it. All right, then the Lord himself will give you the sign. Look. The virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God said it in his word, and it did not return void. And, and it happened just as he said it would, correct? So I don't know about you, but that is proof to me that I need to know and begin speaking the word so that what he says is what's going to happen in my life. Point number three, to make room for what you are expecting, expecting, you have to surrender. Do I have any planners or control freaks in the house? Come on, let's get real. We can't heal unless we reveal. Planners and control freaks. Okay, yeah, me too. I'm a recovering control freak. I am. And I think I'm probably going to be in recovery for the rest of my life. <laughs> and can I tell you, it is wise to have a plan. But... Your plan may need to be adjusted to God's plan because his plan is better. And I'm sure it wasn't in Mary's plans to become pregnant the way that she did. And she definitely did not plan on having such a huge role in the world. Right? But she didn't get all crazy and say, nope. I'm not going to do that. That's not why, the way I had my life planned. She surrendered with obedience. I read this earlier, but I want to read it again. Luke 135, Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you say about me come true. And the angel left her. Oh, how our life would be so different 
right? If we just surrendered ourselves and aligned ourselves to God's plan. Less stressful. Oh my goodness, so much less stressful. The Bible tells us that our life is not our own. It was bought at a high price. Jesus died so we could live in freedom forever. If we would just make room and surrender to God, I believe a few things would change. I believe our marriages would be better because we would know the word and we will, we will have surrendered our marriage in covenant to the Lord and we would realize that we are one. We're on the same team. We might get on each other's nerves. Amen. But <laughs> we're on the same team. We don't need to fight with each other. We need to fight for each other. We would honor our spouse. We would, we would uh, prefer them more than ourselves. And it says that in Philippians 2, 3. We should prefer others more than ourselves. I believe another thing would happen is we would have a lot more patience with our kids because we will understand that God gave us our, our children as gifts. And when you get in alignment with that, it's like, oh yeah, you're getting on my nerves, but I'm going to offer you patience because I understand that my role is to teach you to guide you, to lead you, to, to show you that we can live in peace. Our friendships would be better. We could and would be happier on our jobs. Does anybody need that in here? Mm -hmm. This Christmas, as we close out another year, I want us to take some to time to prepare for the new year. Let me encourage you again to make room for what you're expecting. So, I have a question. What are you expecting? If you can't answer that question, there's the first place that you need to go. What am I expecting in this new year? For some of you all, it's a natural baby. Come on, Pastor Monica. Uh, it's a natural baby. Get ready. Your life will change immensely. But if you expect the best, you'll be able to enjoy the journey much better than if you're, I don't know what's going to happen. Expect the best. I love when a, a, a mom gets pregnant because what happens is, you know, she may not have ever been able to quit bad habits. She may have never taken vitamins. She may have never eaten healthy. But when you are responsible for birthing a new life, things change a little bit. I love to see it. And for some of you guys, you are expecting more peace, more joy, more love, more influence this next year. But you have to make room for that by studying and encompassing the fruits of the Spirit. I'm going to read those to you in Galatians 5. 
beginning in verse 22, it says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. You see, you have to not only make room for what you're expecting, but you've got to protect what you're expecting. So what are you filling your heart with this holiday season? Is it worry, stress, anxiety? Is it your past you can't get over? Is it your kids acting up? Come on, it is Christmas. Uh, is it negativity, toxic people, or toxic thoughts? Whatever you allow in your heart is what you will give birth to. So be very careful what you let in. Let's make room for what we are expecting by learning to say to yes to God, period. Period. Yes, God. You want me to do this? Yes, God. Okay, I'm convicted. Yes, God. Yes, God. And I, it won't be easy, but I will promise you it will be worth it. Do I have any witnesses in the house? When you do the things that God is telling you, it's not easy. Like, you want me to do that? What? But it is so worth it. Let's quit being lukewarm. One foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom. We have a purpose greater than our everyday life. You're on your job. You have a purpose bigger than you're going to work. Uh, with your children, your purpose is bigger than just raising kids. Everything that you do has a bigger purpose. So let's make a commitment to God and make room for what we're expecting, no matter how hard it gets, how much our past is, you know, the way that I see this is like a fisherman. Do I have any fishermen in the house today? So you cast your line and a line, right? You cast a line and then you begin to reel and I believe that's what our past does to us. We cast off the things that keep tripping us up. But as we cast it off, sin grabs a hold of it and we begin to reel it all back into our lives. What if Mary had not made room for what she was expecting because it wasn't convenient? Or what other people would say about her or... It's just too hard. What if she wouldn't have made room for her obedience? Wow. Today would look very different for many of us. So who's ready to make room? Come on. Who's ready to make room? Who's ready to make room today? Make room to expect restoration in your family this year. I know that's for somebody here. Make room to expect that everything that the enemy meant for evil, God's going to turn it for good. 
Make room to expect that God's promises are for you. And they are yes and amen. If He said it, He'll do it. Make room to expect that you're going to hold yourself to a higher standard in 2024. I want all that God has for me. Make room to expect miracles because miracles weren't for Jesus' time. They're even for now. His word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And lastly, make room to expect that the best is yet to come. And as they dim the lights, I want to ask you, would you make room in your heart to accept the greatest gift ever given? Jesus. You know, when you accept him, you become a new creation. It doesn't mean that you're perfect. It doesn't mean you aren't going to mess up. But what it does mean is you have the Holy Spirit walking with you every day. And he's going to highlight things that you need to let go of. He's going to show you things that you say or you do that hurts the heart of the Father. And it's really simple to make room for this gift. All you have to do is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. It's simple. So I'm going to ask you to stand. And as you're standing, once you get stood... If you will just close your eyes. And I'm asking you to close your eyes because I want you as the body of Christ to make room for people to feel brave to accept this gift. And if you want to accept the gift of salvation, I'm just going to ask right now that you slip up your hand just real quick. See that hand. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to pray this prayer. I'm going to pray it, and I'm going to ask you to pray it after me. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, I want to make room for you and what I'm expecting this year. And I know my first step is to believe in my heart and confess with my mouth. I believe you came as a baby. I believe that you were crucified for my sins and you rose again on the third day so I could live. Please forgive me. I accept your gift today. In Jesus' name. And as we close, there are two people in the room today. There are people that accepted the gift. And I would love for you to take it a step further and just come up to the altar and pray. But there is a second type of person in this room today. And there was something that the Holy Spirit did in your heart today where you realize, you know what? I have not made room for what I'm 
spectator. Our prayer team is going to be on the left and the right. And maybe you just need to come and have a conversation with the Lord. There's something about taking that step that brings you into a new place. So as we sing this song, would you make room this morning? Thank you for joining us today. If you're looking for more information or resources, you can visit mybigchurch.com or follow us on social media at mybigchurch. We love you guys. See you soon.